I pray today the Lord will touch you and minister to you as I minister on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I thank the Lord for you. I really mean that with all of my heart. And precious Jesus, I thank you for your love, your goodness to all of us. Bless your people, Lord, mightily today with this teaching and anoint them and use them for your glory in these last days. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 8, it says, Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. So here we have a command from heaven that you and I need to live anointed lives. Because, you see, the Word of God says, be anointed. And every work done without the anointing is rejected. And we need the anointing today, more than ever. So let's look at the Word of God. <clears throat> In 1 Samuel 13, verse 9 through 14, it talks about how God rejected Saul for stepping into a place that he was not anointed for. Remember, he was a king. But now he tried to be a priest. Because in 1 Samuel 13, beginning at verse 9, Samuel had said to him to wait for him. But he could not wait. And then he offered an offering, a sacrifice. That was not his job. It was Samuel's job. As a result, he was rejected. Or you think about King Uzziah in the Second Chronicles 26, verse 18, where he tried to become a priest and God had called him to be a king. And he too was rejected when he walked into the temple of God and wanted to offer incense. And the high priest came and said, this does not appertain to you or this is not your job. And he was very arrogant and wanted to do it and was struck with leprosy as a result. So any one of us that comes to God without the anointing upon our life, we will not be accepted. And to be anointed for the place and position God has given us also. Staying in our call. So let your head always be anointed, as the Bible says. Let your garments always be white, meaning live a clean life. And let your head lack no ointment. In Acts 1.8, we have the promise. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Why? Ye shall be witnesses unto whom? The Lord. Unto me, he said. So the anointing of God is not for picnics. It's for service. God wants to use you. And I pray as you listen to these teachings that God Almighty will begin to show you clearly the call of God on your life and what to do for Him in these days. No matter how old you are, it's never too late to be used of the Lord and to serve the Lord. So, but let's, let's just understand a few things. You cannot know the power of God till you know the person 
of the Holy Spirit. So to seek the power is not what God wants us to do. He wants us to one who is. He wants us to seek the one who is the power of the Trinity. He is the blessed and wonderful, holy, holy spirit. He is the Holy Spirit of God, whom we all need in our lives desperately, continually, and daily. So when people seek power, they end up in fanaticism. Because when someone wants power, he wants to use it. But when we seek the Lord, we want him to use us. That's the difference. So anyone who seeks power is really one who would use or wants to use the person of God, the Holy Spirit. And that's not possible because we cannot use him. He only uses us. But when you get to know him, you say, Lord, use me. I am available to you. Anoint me, Lord, as I know you. So it's all about relationship. And he is a person. I've said that many times, many, many times. What does it mean that the Holy Spirit is a person? Well, any person with intellect, with emotion, and will is a person. You cannot look at a body in a casket and say that's a person. It's not a person. That's a body. That is simply a shell, as Paul calls it, a tent. So a person is one with intellect, with emotion and will. One who thinks, one who feels, and one who wants. And the Holy Spirit is a person, as real as God the Father, as real as God the Son. He is the person of the Holy Spirit. And yes, you can get to know him. I met him years ago in a Catholic woman's service where I said, I want to know you, Lord. And my life has not been the same since. He is the Spirit of Jesus. He is Jesus with no limit in our lives and throughout the world. So the Bible says in Romans 8, 26 and 27, that the Holy Spirit, and let's go and look at that beautiful scripture. And yes, I'm teaching on the anointing, but I want to just make it clear. You cannot receive the anointing without knowing the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Here we see the Holy Spirit that has intellect, for God knows his mind, the mind of the Spirit. Or 1 Corinthians chapter 2. What a blessed, blessed portion of the word of God that is to me. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10, But God hath revealed them unto us by spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, 
hear the deep things of God. He's the one who knows God in depth. He has intellect. Secondly, he has will. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 11, it says that he gives gifts according to his will, as he wills. And he is the blessed person of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know many of you have heard me say that, but I want to emphasize it. All these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man as he will. And one of the most beautiful portions of the Bible about him is that he loves. Because Paul says, for the love of the Spirit. You know, we know God loves us. The Father loves you. And you know that Jesus loves you. But do you know also that the Holy Spirit loves you? And he loves you eternally and deeply, just like the Father and the Son. And so we read in Romans 15. I love this. This is a precious verse to me. You know, I discovered that verse years ago in the 70s. And it changed my life when I read these words. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit. Wow. That you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. And you talk about Ephesians 4.30. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Think about that wonderful person that has emotions, that has feelings, love, and grief. He experiences them. He loves you. Yet he's grieved by the way we live sometimes. Let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. He's too precious to be grieved, believe me, saints. And, and Paul prayed that we would experience the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And the Lord, before he went away, he promised to send the Holy Spirit to us. In John 14, 16, he said, he will abide with you forever. In John 14, 26, he will teach you all things. And also, he will bring all things to your remembrance. What a blessed person. In John 15, 26, he will testify of me, Jesus said. He will testify of Jesus. He's the one who reveals Jesus through you and I to others. In John 16, 7 and 8, he will convict the world of sin. And in John 16, 13, he will guide into all truth. Without him, we cannot know the word of God. We will not understand the word of God without him. And John 16, 14 says, he will glorify Jesus. For the Lord said, he will glorify me. And that's how you know it's the Holy Spirit because he only and always glorifies Jesus and Jesus only. He exalts Jesus and Jesus only. And you know when someone is filled with the Holy Spirit because they always magnify and glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, he is the power of the Godhead because he is omnipotent. It says so in Luke 135. 
And this blessed person not only is the part of God, he is the omniscient or omniscience of heaven. Because in Isaiah 40, verse 13 through 17, that's such a blessed, blessed portion of the word of God. Let me read it to you. Isaiah 40 and verse 13. And yes, I will talk about the anointing, but I've got to make this so clear to you. Without knowing the blessed Holy Spirit, we cannot be anointed. Who had directed the Spirit of the Lord or being his counselor has taught him? With whom took he, took he counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket. Before who? The Holy Spirit. And they're counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the odds as a very little thing. All nations before him are as nothing. They're counted to him less than nothing and vanity. Bless him, bless the Lord. And he's also omnipresent. Where shall I flee from your spirit, said David, in Psalm 139. Where shall I go from your presence? If I make my bed in hell, you're there, Lord. If I take the wings of the morning and fly away, you're there, Lord. The Holy Spirit is the presence of the Lord. He is the presence of God. And only his power can change our lives. Because the minute, the minute the Holy Spirit moves in your life and upon your life, he'll, he'll change your life. It says, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. So you cannot see fruitfulness. Maybe you're living in a wilderness somehow, you know, in the spirit, spiritually. Maybe your spiritual life is like a desert. He'll change it from a desert to a blessed, fruitful field. And he'll change the fruitful field of your life into a forest with such blessings, abundant blessings. That's the blessed Holy Spirit that I met so long ago, that to this day is real in my life. I've said to the Lord many times, I said, Lord, you can punish me all you want. Never leave me. Never walk away from me. And that's been the prayer of my life. Lord, you can discipline me. You can punish me. You can do whatever you want with me. Never leave me. Because life without the Lord has no meaning. It would have been better to have not been born than live life without Jesus. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says that it is he who transforms us into the image of the Lord. And that's what the Christian life is really all about. Now, the Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, 
there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Oh, Lord Jesus, do it for all of us. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So people sometimes, you know, all they want is power. I've had people come up to me, oh, Benihin, give me your, your anointing. And I think, yes, they don't understand. I can't give them the anointing. Nobody can give them the anointing except God. He's the one who anoints us. He's, he's the one who empowers us. But once, you know, the Holy Spirit. Now, yes, it's possible for the anointing to come upon someone. No differently, it came upon Saul when he came near David and Samuel and prophesied or others in the Bible. But it didn't, it didn't stay, it didn't last. The anointing, listen, if people feel the anointing or are moved by the anointing, it's because it's present where they are. But if their hearts are not right, there's no blessing there. And uh, there are people back in the past that worked with evangelists that did receive an impartation from that individual. But if they did not live for the Lord, they were ruined. Died early, most of them. Fell into sin. Because without the Lord, there's no protection. You see that? But truly, the anointing doesn't come and stay and bring blessings without knowing the Holy Spirit as a person, as a person. And then God will anoint you and bless you, of course. In Ezekiel 36, we have a most remarkable portion about the Holy Spirit. So let's look, Ezekiel 36. And I'm going to read verse 26, 27. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Now I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. You see, it says here that when the Holy Spirit is in our lives, then we will walk in the statutes of the Lord. Then we will keep his judgments and do them. For God says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you, cause you to walk in my statutes. And you'll keep my judgments and you'll do them. So without the Holy Spirit, we, we cannot live the Christian life, nor can we obey the word, nor can we know it, nor can we live it. In Proverbs 1, verse 23, it says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. And then it says, And I will make known my words unto you. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot know the Bible or understand the Bible or live it. So, without Him, we cannot even belong to the Lord. That's what it says in Romans 8 and verse 9. 
And it's the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus and enables us to call on him. Now, let me just say a few things to you before I begin talking about the anointing. This precious person, the Bible says that uh, he can be resisted. For it says, resist not the spirit, because he can be resisted. Uh, he can be quieted, in fact. In, in Zechariah 6.8, it talks about that the Holy Spirit can be quieted. And remember, uh, it says, quench not the Holy Spirit, whereby you're sealed. So this blessed person can, can, can be grieved by the way people live. He can be resisted. Acts 7.51, Stephen told Israel, you've resisted the Holy Spirit. He can be quieted. He can be blasphemed. And to blaspheme the Holy Spirit is to compare his work to the enemy's work. Very dangerous. That's found in Matthew 12.31. Now, this blessed person is looking for men and women who will allow him to bring the flesh to death that he might anoint them, that he might use them. Will you be one? Will you be one that will allow the Holy Spirit to, to put your flesh to death so he can use you and anoint you? Because that's really how the anointing comes. When the flesh dies, the anointing is always there. So, uh, not only will God anoint you, he'll actually transform you. Because in, in 1 Samuel 10 and 6, Samuel said to Saul, And the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon thee, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Now, I've shared all this with you, and I'm going to continue tomorrow to focus mainly on the anointing. But I, I really want you to understand the anointing doesn't really come and remain upon us because God will trust us with that. Until we allow the Lord to put this flesh to death. And Romans 8.13 tells us only the Holy Spirit can do that for us. We, we cannot put the flesh to death. For it says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, that's the key. Now, it didn't say, you know, it doesn't say him through you. It says you through him. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So it's through him, by allowing him to crucify the flesh, then he anoints us. And this blessed anointing will transform your whole life, and God will use you. Tomorrow, join me as I 
focus on the anointing. What is the anointing? How does it work? What are the dangers when God anoints an individual? That's all tomorrow. What are the blessings when God anoints someone? Because I really want God to anoint you and use you. So lift your hands, heaven. Father, I thank you for your word. Now, Lord, I pray that what I've shared, that you'll use it, Lord, in the lives of your people. That they will come to that place where you can trust them with your anointing for their life and ministry. And bless the Lord Jesus, I stretch my hands towards them and I pray, use them. Use that one, Lord, listening and praying with me now, Lord. Use them. Glorify your name through them. Let their future be brighter than bright. And let their future be more blessed than their past, more blessed than their yesterday. Let them be fruitful in you, Lord. For you said in your word that when your spirit comes upon us, you'll turn our wilderness into a fruitful place. In our fruitful place into a forest. Bless them, Lord, with your blessed Holy Spirit. And anoint them. For your glorious name's sake. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, now I'll continue tomorrow because, you know, I, I, I had to begin teaching on knowing the Holy Spirit because that's the key to survival and the key to keeping the anointing and remaining anointed with, with God's blessings. Tomorrow I'll talk about the anointing and much more. And I'm going to pray with you tomorrow that God will really anoint you. Many of you tomorrow are going to sense the part of God on your hands when I pray. You're going to sense it on your hands because often I sense that anointing on my hands like, like electricity sometimes. and Sometimes like fire almost. So be ready for tomorrow. In the meantime, it's time to give to the work of the Lord. And I don't apologize for asking because giving is the command of Scripture. It's not my idea. It's God's word. It's God's law. It's God's command. He said, none shall appear before me empty. And he said, give. That's a command. Give. And then it shall be given unto you. So when people are reluctant in giving to the Lord, it shows there's a, there's a weakness in their own walk. Because anyone who has given the Lord his full heart and life has no problem with giving the Lord finances. Because it's the expression of faith. It's not about money. No, 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 no. It's about faith. It's an act of faith on our part. Where we say, Lord, I trust you. And I believe your promises. Because you said, when I give, I receive. And if you have a, a need financially, there's only one way I know that works. Only one way. Giving to the work of the Lord. Just giving to the Lord. Now, a lot of people, they give to organizations that are religious, but they're not giving to the Lord. They're really giving to be recognized. They're 
giving to be noticed or they're giving so someone would uh, give them something back. No, no, no. Giving to the Lord is what brings the blessings of God on your life. Not, not giving to something. We give to him. We give to him. So a lot of times people give to building programs so they can have their name put somewhere or in church so they can sit on the front row. I've seen that so many times. But when Jesus is, is, your, is your heart, when, when Jesus is all in all to you, you give to him through the work that he's called, through the ministries that he's put together and he has called and established on good ground. And when you do that, God Almighty will bless you. And, and it's not our job to, to wonder what they do with the money. That's God's job. If people misuse the money, God will judge them. But when you give to the Lord, he sees your heart and he'll reward you tremendously. And then it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Then God will bless you. Then you'll see the harvest. He'll come over, over and over. So now, let's show him how much we love him and trust him with our financial tomorrow. Lord, bless your people as they give to you, as they honor you with their substance. Honor them, Lord. Meet every financial need in their life and the lives of their loved ones. In Jesus' name. Oh, amen. Amen. Okay, you can sow your seed and give to the Lord now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. It's all there for you. And thank you for being with me today. And join me tomorrow as I continue this very important teaching on the anointing. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Han Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory, because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on, you can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. 
much love to you. Thanks again.